0: with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. Yes, it's that time once again, time for the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro, joined as always in the studio right here with Chris Sinzak. How's it going, my man? Doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, we got a... Some big stuff on the horizon, you know. It's a, it's an annual thing now here at the Decibel Geek Podcast. It's it's that time of year. I can feel that the season is in the air.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's it's so much in the air that it's forced us to kind of rearrange our <laughs> recording schedule because yeah, uh, the theme for today is uh, basically America stuff because we're, uh, we're right. I mean, we're going to be
1: so wrapped up with Christmas in July that you know we're not going to be able to celebrate you know Independence Day. But that's gonna, and that's not right. So we're gonna we're actually gonna bump it up a week.
2: Yeah, we're gonna do it this week. So we get our Fourth of July special out before everyone else does. That's right. That's a positive way of looking at it. Absolutely. But um, yeah, so we're just gonna we're gonna play songs that uh, reference America or talk about the USA. And I know we have fans from uh, all over the world. But uh, if you'll just indulge us for this, we are patriotic. We love our country, yeah. even though most of the rest of the world doesn't. <laughs> but um, we're gonna play some songs we like. But we do have a few. things. At least we know it. We do have a few things we need to get to. Uh, we have to do Geek of the Week, and uh, who, let's see, who are we going to pick for Geek of the Week this week?
1: Oh, um, I know exactly who we're picking. Who's that? that where is it? you got to find it's
2: it. It's Jay Hardman.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jay Hardman. He, oh, man, I read that. I laughed my ass off.
2: Let me pull it up here. Technical This is how you
1: become Geek of the Week. You go to the Facebook page, and you get in on the conversation, and... Uh, Part of the conversation this last week was the choosing.
2: Yeah, I did. A, which, which would you rather it was, kind of a thing? It was called Pick Your Poison. Metalli- exactly. It was a Metallica Pick Your Poison, and I I put up Saint Anger or Lulu.
1: What kind of choice is that?
2: And we had some pretty funny responses, but one kind of stood tall above all the other ones, and that was Jay Hardman from Norcross, Georgia. And, uh, Aaron, can you read what, what Jay said here?
1: Yeah, he says, oh, no, you don't. Whopper, that's what you say, W-O-P-R?
2: It was the uh, supercomputer in the movie War Games from the 1980s.
1: Right. Well, uh, warned us about this. The correct response is not to play the game. We don't need no stinking thermonuclear war on our eardrums, and that's that, pretty much what you got with both those albums. Pretty
3: much. <laughs> I,
2: the, if you can reference a really cool '80s movie in your response, then you, you're going to win. Geek yeah, of the Week. that's
1: pretty funny. Anyone that makes us literally <laughs> laugh out loud, you're probably going to win it. I so, cracked up at that one. Yeah, me too. So there you go. The honor, the glory, the prestige is all yours, Jay Hardman, and not only that. He's an American. Yeah. So he's our American (laughs) Geek of the Week in our Independence Celebration this week.
2: Yeah, and I. uh, So congratulations, Jay. And uh, this has been a pretty full week for me because uh, the other day I come home from work and got an email from uh, Queens PR people. Right. And I was uh, I had actually done an interview request for Jeff Tate a few months ago because I knew they were coming into town and I was like, well, maybe we can get him on the show. They were what they had offered me was only going to be a few minutes, and i it just wasn't going to work out you know as you those of you that listen to the show know our interviews are pretty long form, and that 's what I was right. kind of going for so we I do want to get Jeff on in the future to do that interview but so I just left it at that and didn't expect anything Well, I got home from work um on Thursday night and I get an email and it says uh you're on the guest list with a photo pass and uh, meet and greet passes for queen's tonight nice you're you're on the will call list." So I was kind of like, well, I guess I'm going to Queensryche tonight. So I actually hung out with a listener to our show that's cool and uh this guy billy who you know listens to our show pretty faithfully and And he's from right here in nashville right here in nashville and uh i just put out a thing on facebook going hey does anybody want to go because aaron had a lot going on and my wife she's well let's just be honest she doesn't like queens right oh so she likes uh, the other queens yeah she's (laughs) she's she's team wilton rock and field and jackson right but uh so i was like i'll go check this out it'll be kind of interesting to see you know what's going on and uh I'll just give a little mini-review. There's going to be a very detailed review I'm going to write up for the thing with pictures and everything. But uh, me and Billy got there, and it's at this place called War Memorial Auditorium. And it's, How was that? I haven't been there yet. It's a pretty cool little auditorium, and it's just in this giant stone building near the uh, state capitol here. And uh, I, it doesn't do a ton of rock shows, but every now and then it does. And uh, we got in, and I noticed the lights were already turned down, and you know the band was getting ready to come on stage. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, there's not a lot of people here. No. I mean, just uh, very few. And we were on the floor, but they had these tables set up on the floor. And it was almost like sitting at a high school prom or something, rather. And he, Jeff Tate even said that from the stage. I feel like I'm playing for the senior prom. But Oh, uh, did
1: they have, like, the tables run the long way, like, from the stage?
2: Actually, they were just scattered all around the floor.
1: See, that time we went to the Wild Horse Saloon and seen Ace Fraley. They had tables lined up in dinner style. And then, like, it's like we're sitting there and we had a good spot at the table towards the stage. But when Ace came on, you know, the opening band, everybody sat politely and ate their steaks and (laughs) drank their (laughs) wine and all that. And then when Ace Fraley came on, I was like, well, screw this. You know, we kicked the table out of the way and moved the chairs back and pulled some
2: up close to the stage so we could stand (laughs) on (laughs) them. Well, it was, this was sort of similar to that, but it was just... These round tables just set up around here, and uh, it was kind of odd. I was like, I should ditch these tables. After at the rock every song,
1: show. everybody politely well, golf clapped.
2: Yeah, kind of well. The thing is, it's like, and I'll be honest. Um, and I'm not going to say anything bad about the band because the band was really good, and yeah. Jeff sounded good. Um, but man, the, nobody turned up for this thing. It was like this. I would, if I had to guess, I would say the auditorium could maybe hold a thousand, fifteen hundred people mm-hmm. if it's jam packed. There was maybe. I'm not lying. there was maybe about a hundred people in there that yeah. I could that I could see and um I just I've kind of felt bad for, for Jeff, but uh So do you
1: think maybe it was, you know, lack of advertisement? Because I didn't even know. It about was this not show.
2: promoted very well, I will I I'll say that. And I've seen pictures from other stops on the tour and it's it has done well.
1: Right. And you told me that when the other Queen uh, other Queens was in town what At the Wild Horse Yeah, not which too is long a, ago. A much
2: bigger venue.
1: That they packed it they in packed a lot it, better. But yeah. then then again Wild Horse really promotes. Yeah,
2: they do. So I don't maybe it, it might be just a combination of bad things. If I had to just go off what I saw at this show, I, I hate to say it, but I don't think Jeff's going to win the battle because if Queensryche is packing the wild horse, I don't know. But uh, but as, as, as I said, it, it wasn't promoted very well. Mm. So, uh, But other overall felt bad for him, but the band was great, and he's got some good players in the band. I mean, it it's definitely not the Queensryche you remember, but uh, he's got some pro players. He's got Brian Tishy who just started playing drums for him oh, yeah. for this this run of shows, I don't know if it's a permanent thing.
1: See, when you're Jeff Tate and something like this happens, you kind of get to go out and pick and choose because right. guys want to play with you, you know, and, and guys like that. I mean, and, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, know. he's made a lot of friends over the years and, um, Rudy Sarzo on base, Shit, who, yeah. you know, is a legend, in I mean, his don't his own get much ride. better than that. And, uh, uh, Robert Sarzo, his brother on guitar, really, yeah, nice. he was there, and then um, doing the.
1: See, there you go. That settles it. The other band gets the name Queensryche. You just call this band Sarzo.
2: Sarzo, yeah, <laughs> yeah Feature- they outnumber featuring Jeff everyone Tate. Else. Sarzo featuring Jeff Tate. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And then for the, um, they did And its Operation Mind Crimes twenty uh, fifth anniversary. So they did. I think they pretty much did Mind Crime from start to finish. That's cool. And so for the uh, the female sing- singing parts, the uh, I think it's Sister Mary. Excuse me, Queen. Right? I think fans, yeah, that's that right. right. Uh, they had Sass Jordan singing, singing backup or singing See, those parts. So.
1: I knew that was a pop rock chick with a hard rock heart. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it out of her all along. I could sense these things. Well, and
2: she's got a really cool group with uh, Brian Tishy called Sun. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty good. But Brian plays guitar. But anyway, the the uh, The band was good. I mean, the, it was a solid performance, and Brian Tishy had one of the best drum solos I've ever heard. I know, bet. it was yeah, it yeah. was not worthy of a pee break. It was worthy of actually staying to listen to. Nice. It was great, and there was even one part where he ditched the sticks and started playing with his hands. It was it was right, pretty uh, incredible. That dude's awesome. He's an he's an animal on the kit, man. And then uh, so then the sh- the show ended and. They, you know, they had set me up with the meet and greet thing, and Billy was like, "Yeah, you know, let's let's hang around for that." And then uh, so we hung around, and it it was pretty damn late, and I had to go to work the next day. But we hung in there, and there was, I think, maybe about ten to fifteen of us that were there for the meet and greet, and uh, they all came out. They were all really nice. Uh, you know, Rudy was really nice, very soft spoken guy. Yeah, he's um, very cool. Jeff was nice. I only got to talk to him for a bit because everyone was kind of trying to pull him, to, you know, get, yeah. to get his attention. Uh, Billy got to talk to him a little bit longer than I did, but I I really started vibing with uh, Brian Tishy because he's a big Kiss fan, and him right Sass Jordan were there, and they're doing that um, tribute CD that our friend Mitch Lafon is putting oh, yeah. out, and they do a cover of "I Stole Your Love," and uh, I, I, bet I got that's to, super cool. I got to listen to a little bit of it on yeah. his phone. You're going to lo- I think the Die Hard Kiss fans will love what they did to it cuz it's a different take on the song but it's still it rocks pretty hard. Nice. So uh yeah, had a great time, you know, the band was super nice. You know, and they and they also debuted a song from the uh, Frequency Unknown album that Jeff just put out with, you know, his new version How of it. It was great. I liked it. I honestly don't have an issue with the album. You know, I do take issue with some of the things Jeff has done if if, you know, if the stories are true. But at the same time, everyone deserves an equal say, and I have a feeling it's one of those three sides to every story thing. Yeah, you know, there's. There's one half of it's to the side. There's his side, and then the truth somewhere in between. Right. So it was a fun time, and I had a good time. But um, we got some songs to play. I'm gonna go. Yeah, th- we do. And w- a little bit later in the show, when we're ready for a little bit of a break, I've uh, I picked up a, a Hit Parader magazine. It's awesome. From back in the day, and I'm gonna read some of this stuff because some of it is comedy gold.
1: And the back cover has got advertisements for uh, kisses, smashes, thrashes, and hits. Yeah, such a awesome, vintage, such an Hit awesome uh,
2: album cover. <laughs> Sarcasm mode turned off. But, aye um, aye. So, yeah, we got to get to some uh, patriotic songs, right? Oh, yeah. Who's going to go first on this? I, think I you don't should think we first. even have an
1: order, do well,
2: we? No, nah, why don't you pick first?
1: Okay, well, you know, for our international listeners who maybe don't know, Independent States, an American holiday commemorating the adoption of the De- Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. And that was, uh, the, the, it was America declaring independence from Great Britain. And so here in America, it's celebrated with fireworks, picnics, parades, cookouts, and today, rock and roll. (laughs) So we're going to kick things off. You see, the Canadians, they love us. The rest of the world, maybe not so much, but here's a testament (laughs) to it. The Canadian love for America. Here's Sebastian Bach from 2007 with American Metalhead.
2: great white north sebastian bach that
1: song is stellar that is Sounds one of my good. all-time favorite sebastian bach which uh,
2: solo album was that from?
1: angel down
2: angel down that's a good record it's a great i think record. i like that one better than uh, kicking and Screaming. i do too
1: a yeah. lot better
2: yeah i'll do it i like both of them though but this
1: that song there is by far in my opinion the best song probably he's ever done solo
2: probably it just
1: rocks that hard that riff it just blows my mind
2: all right i'm gonna go It blows my
1: american mind
2: I'm gonna go a little different, okay? All um, right. You you might want to call me out on this. I don't know, but I'm gonna play something by the Offspring.
1: I got no problem with the Offspring.
2: Well, some you know some metal heads are like, ugh, you know.
1: They rock pretty hard.
2: Well, and I'll I will admit some of their singles have been pretty cheesy, right? But uh, they
1: fly for a white guy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, or the. The one where they rip off the Obla oh Di Obla oh Da one by the Beatles. Oh, like, yeah. Why Don't You Get a Job, I think. Oh,
1: yeah. It. But this is a good one. I this like is what a you're good, picking.
2: This is a good song because they put out that album, Americana, years ago. And I remember the title track being really good. And I hadn't listened to it probably since whenever it came out years ago. I haven't
1: listened to that one in a long time. It's been either. a very
2: long time. And I, so I went back and hit up good old YouTube and listened to it. And I was like, that's a good one. And uh, so, yeah, no further discussion needed. This is The Offspring with Americana.
1: with the offspring those guys do rock
3: if you
2: dig into their catalog there's some really good stuff in there heck yeah even if their guitar player is named noodles <laughs> 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 always took issue with that nice <laughs> dexter and noodles
1: it sounds like a like a cartoon like a kid's cartoon yeah,
2: the ladies are beating their door down <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they are more than us but
3: yeah
1: well
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're married that's why
1: yeah Um, Okay, let's keep things going here. Hey, in in 1778, you know how General George Washington celebrated the 4th of July? How's that? With double rations of rum for his soldiers. Nice.
2: That sounds good.
1: Real good. (laughs) This kind of goes along with that. From 1992, it's Jizzy Pearl and Love Hate with Wasted in America. an all-American guy, <laughs> you know, an entrepreneur.
2: Only in America, or would a guy name himself Jizzy Pearl,
1: and then still find success? Huh? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it it's a handicap, a name like Jizzy Pearl, you know. But he overcame
2: it. I went back and watched, <laughs> I went back and on YouTube and watched the whole uh, ordeal where he hung himself up on the Hollywood sign. Yeah, years ago. I, I saw
1: that. You know what? I always think the, the mistake he made with that. Was not when they came down and asked him why he did it. (laughs) He didn't say, I'm doing this for the legalization of marijuana, or I'm doing this for to bring you know views to a cause that's important to me. He was just like, "Eh, I did it for publicity, yeah. And everyone went douche, yeah, you know. And he's not a douche, the dude's super cool, and he was honest about it. But if he would have just said, you know, come up with a cause, a <laughs> cause, you know, even if it would have been as simple as, like I said, the legalization of marijuana or something, which, you know, Jizzy Pearl is down with that. Yeah, I would Um, think so. <laughs> <laughs> but if you would have said that, you know, people would have been, it would have been something people would have rallied behind, yeah. you know, but honesty bit him in the ass that time.
2: He wants to come up with the, the Jizzy Pearl college scholarship program, right? Or something for, like that for
1: inner city long hairs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jizzy Pearl. Okay. Well, the next one I'm going to play is uh, it's an it's a song about America from a British band, and this right. song actually got this British band in uh, quite a bit of hot water with their British audience.
1: So by the time this came out, the the wounds of us declaring independence hadn't quite healed between us and and the
3: well, United I, Kingdom.
2: I don't know if it's that or the fact that uh, this is Def Leppard, and um, this is Def Leppard. Early on, for those of you that don't know, were actually considered a part of the new wave of British heavy metal. Right. But they put out this song as a... I think they just put it out as a single initially. Um, But it was a song called Hello America. And I guess they caught a lot of flack from the people in Britain because they're like, oh, you know, you're kissing up to America. It's like equating them to selling out. Right. Although, and yeah, they were part of that movement. But I mean, they always distanced themselves very much from... Because, I mean, when I think of New Wave of British Heavy Metal, I think of Iron Maiden and Priest. Priest, Tigers of Pantang and you know, all that stuff. But not Def Leppard. I mean, they were more forerunners of the hair metal scene than anything, in my opinion. Right. And they were more top 40-ish than a they lot of them. They came from stuff. the
1: Sunset Strip in London. In London, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: but th- they caught a lot of shit for that. And did uh, have you heard the story about them playing at uh, the Reading Festival back in those days? Uh-uh. They, like, the audience was just throwing bottles of piss at them. Really? Oh, yeah, they hated them. they got booed really hard although Joe Elliott says everyone got treated that way but a lot of the reviewers were like no Def Leppard was
1: and that was because of the backlash over this song I don't know if it
2: was just that song but the audience didn't go for him but I think it's a pretty cool song so uh, this is Def Leppard with Hello America
1: I'll have my bottle of piss ready just in case
2: dodge it Joe
4: disorder, as a sudden, intense drop in musical taste affecting all facets of the victims' lives and the lives of those around them. Over 20 million Americans suffer. Do you? Is your newfound love of Axe body spray, leather wristbands, and mountains of hair care products driving those close to you crazy? Has your overwhelming desire to crank Nickelback, drink a Sixer of Natty Ice, and yell at girls from the back of a pickup truck seriously impaired your work or social life? The Decibel Geek Podcast offers new hope. The Decibel Geek Podcast, the only podcast proven effective for MRD. The Decibel Geek Podcast corrects the chemical imbalance created by listening to bands like Theory of a Dead Man and Three Doors Down, so that with time and your hosts, Chris and Aaron's help, you can move toward recovery. MRD hurts. The Decibel Geek Podcast can help. Visit www.decibelgeek.com to begin the road to recovery.
0: Proving to the world that Nashville is about more than banjo picking and sister banging. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. Broadcasting live from Lenny's Mole, you're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. Celebrating our independence from
1: Great Britain. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast.
2: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yay! <laughs> I brought my sparklers. Uh, what is that? Um, this is. <laughs> I went uh, out vinyl shopping the other day. We have a couple of stores here in town that you know you can still get vinyl and old stuff, and uh, it's a store called The Great Escape, and. I've been going there since I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it's a very cool store.
2: Well, underneath the CD section, there's these bo- cardboard boxes filled with different kinds of music magazines. And most of them are like country stuff because we're down here in the south. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, you can find some old heavy metal stuff in here. And,
1: and this is pretty awesome. What is that? Heavy th- metal? This is what?
2: Hit Parader's Heavy Metal Hot Shots from March of 1989. 89.
1: This cost $2.95 when it came out. Wow. In. Magazines are like 10 bucks now.
2: Because yeah, nobody buys them anymore. They've got to get the... 20 people that buy them get all their money. But uh, anyway, there's a lot of funny stuff in here. A and, lot of people um, bought these magazines. Oh, I, I probably owned this back I'm in sure the day. I probably did too. But there's, you know, it's just. Yeah, you know, the pictures
1: just, of Guns N' Roses and Metallica yep. and just what? There's Vixen and, like I said, the smashes, thrashes, and hits advertisement on the back. You can't beat that. And
2: then there's like the new faces of metal section. Some of these bands I, I never heard of one. A band called Only Child, Baron Cross, Ambush.
1: I think I've heard of Baron Cross.
2: Remember DeMals? I remember yeah, them. Yeah, I remember them. Riot, who we played on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a band called Satan. <laughs> it's original. Uh, Life on the Road shows pictures of bands with their uh, helicopters and private jets. There's Bon Jovi's Furcoats. private jet. <laughs> and there's a fur section of showing. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: There's a picture of Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley in a fur coat. And on the opposite side of the page was Axel. Axel Rose. And they're both wearing these big fur coats.
2: Axel Rose has a fur coat and his hair is teased to the ceiling. Yeah. So those of you that are like, oh, Guns N' Roses never bought into that hair metal bullshit. Yes, yes they, they did. did. At the very beginning, they
0: did.
1: Reference your uh, hit paraders from what? What did you say, 87? This was 89. 89. But that
2: had to have been an older shot of axel because yeah. he had dropped that look by that point. But, um, but yeah, what I wanted to get to were some of these letters. Now, I have a conspiracy theory that a lot of these magazines would make these letters up. <laughs> And for the sanity of our country in 1989, I hope that's the case.
1: All so, right, so what do you got in the hit Parade or <laughs> Mailbag from 89? These
2: are st- I really hope some of these are made up. Here, I'll read some of these through. Let me find the, the better ones. Okay. Um, oh, this one was great. This is from somebody named Tony R. in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It says, the two things I love most in life are football and heavy metal. Hell yeah. I the only difference that. is that football players are bigger, have less hair on their heads, and probably don't look as good in spandex. Other than that, the two are the same, aren't they? I mean, both are really violent types of entertainment. Not like pansy sports like baseball or fag music like pop. I think this <laughs> makes sense, don't you?
1: They actually printed the word fag they in did. the
2: magazine. Times have really... This is before yeah, political you, correctness you came out. You could
1: never get away with no, that today. This,
2: that would cause an uproar.
1: Hit Parader would be in huge trouble in 2013. So uh,
2: <laughs> that was Tony's question from Minneapolis in 1989. And the, oh, by the way, there's no answers to any of these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this one was good, too. This is from Mike B. in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it says, I don't think that Ozzy Osbourne needs to actually go into a recording studio to make his music. Hmm. He probably just conjures up some magical spirits and then has them make music for him. <laughs> Ozzy's a master of black magic. He has been since his days with Sabbath. Wouldn't it be silly for a guy who can control the whims of humanity to waste his time actually recording his albums like normal people do? <laughs> this is thought-provoking strangely, stuff. Strangely,
1: yeah. Strangely, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. <laughs> and the master. He, oh,
2: and here's another one that is, the, that is as far from politically correct as it gets. This is from Don M. in Meridian, Mississippi. Women have no place in heavy metal. Oh, wow. I just heard a band called Vixen, and I thought they were really good until I found out they were all girls. <laughs> a girl singer's okay, but a whole band of them is just a gimmick. No women really understand what metal's all about. It's music that you need balls to play, and women just don't have them, right?
1: Well, they Unless they've had good they surgery. But that's funny. I thought they were great until, until I, found I found out, out they, they were, were girls. girls. Yeah. That's, that's pretty wild.
2: This All right, now this person's a moron.
1: Way to go, 87.
2: This is from someone who just calls himself Just Curious, and they're from Dallas. Did you ever notice how your sneakers stick to the floor at concert halls? Don't you just hate that? Yeah. Why does that happen? Do the halls put sticky stuff on the floor just so fans won't slip? Are they that considerate? (laughs) Or is it that some people pour their sodas and beer there, and then it's never cleaned up? Makes you wonder, Mm. doesn't it? No. Just Curious? (laughs) People pour their shit on the floor, and it sticks. That's great. All
1: right. Why don't we get things like that on the Facebook page? I don't know. I guess because it's not 1989.
2: I don't want to solicit stuff like that on our Facebook page. <laughs> I would hope that our Decibel Geek audience is a little smarter than that.
1: That's a pretty cool magazine, though. Okay. Lots, lots of other cool stuff in it.
2: Okay. This one's... I, I saved this one for last because this is great. Okay. <laughs> the John Bon Jovi who recorded New Jersey isn't the same one who did Slippery When Wet. Hmm. Conspiracy. This is from Joanne in Bethesda, Maryland. I just want everyone to know that I have evidence that the real John retired last year, and this one is actually his evil twin. We better watch out, because this one, the evil guy, will probably end up doing away with our John if we all accept him into our hearts. Wow. And that's why Bon Jovi is music for housewives these days.
1: That's why. Because the
2: evil version of him took over in 1989.
1: See, there was a rocking Bon Jovi before 89. As
2: much as Bon Jovi can rock. You
1: know, he did his best. Yeah. And then when, you know, it was time not to rock anymore, he quietly went into retirement they brought out the new bon jovi and you know the rest is pop rock history
2: yeah oh one more one more this is fast that makes sense this is from albert in san francisco you ran a photo of lita ford in last month's hot shots where you could see right through her bra yes it was too much no (laughs) i loaned the issue to my friend bob who just loves lita haven't got the issue back from him somehow i don't think i ever will
3: hmm
1: 2013 so i wonder if we ever got it back so
2: these are the thought-provoking questions <laughs> that were on the mind of hit paraders <laughs> heavy metal hot shots readers in 1989
1: alita hey, ford was on my mind in 89 as well yeah she was smoking hot back then
2: i'm not going to say anything about the uh, poster of vixen i had on my ceiling
1: yeah anyway, there's I'm a nice little poster of vixen in that magazine
2: yeah anyway any, any
1: lizzie borden in there no
2: I, you never know
1: Never know. Oh, actually, he is. Yeah, yeah? he's in here somewhere because nice. it's got a.
2: It mentions his name on the front. Cool. But uh, yeah, so that's new feature on the show. Maybe if I get more of these magazines, we'll read some more stuff out of them. They're but pretty funny to look back funny. on them. And Good maybe I'll cool stuff too, though. And I might scan some of this stuff and I'll put it up on the Facebook page. So We're right on facebookcom slash So if you want to like check that out, cool. but we got uh, more music to play before we get out of here. All right.
1: Well, speaking of Lizzie Borden, I've got one for you. This one came out in 1985. That's why he's probably featured in that magazine there. Crank this one up. You gotta love it. It's American Metal on the Decibel Geek Podcast. on the Decimal Geek Podcast. That should be our national anthem. thanks think so? Yeah, starting in 2013 on 4th of July. That's the new, it's replaced. Our new national anthem is American Metal by Lizzie Borden.
2: we got to get Lizzie one of those uh, Uncle Sam hats. With Heck a, yeah, a I'm sure he's already blue. got one. He's got a lot of costume pieces. That dude's awesome. I, uh, I want to do, well and actually it's funny, cause I think we might be one of the only shows that plays Lizzie Borden. Because I remember getting props from some, listener going finally somebody else likes lizzie borden lizzie is borden is her. awesome
1: i don't think he was kind of a forerunner in a way kind of like like last week we talked about michael monroe you yeah know, where you know of course there was alice cooper and there was kiss doing the shock rock stuff but in the 80s lizzie borden was kind of like the new face of that but then it didn't take long where there was a thousand bands just like the lizzie borden band
2: I remember we've played a couple of things from that Visual Lies album. That's a great album. There's a lot of good stuff on there. That one, too. That came off
1: of I Love You to Pieces, which is another great album.
2: I wish he'd come to Nashville. That'd be cool. Um, Okay, okay, I did a a song called Hello, America a little while ago. Um, I'm going to do a song called Goodbye, America now. So we had Hello, and okay. now we're going to have Goodbye. And probably a band that's pretty opposite of Def Leppard. I'm talking about Wasp.
1: Yeah, I'd call them different ends of the spectrum. For so sure.
2: from the 1995 Still Not Black Enough album, oh, this is a good one. Wasp with Goodbye America.
5: I am politically incorrect and damn proud of it. I love my country, but I'm scared to death of its government. You believe what you read because it's all that we give you because all the history is written by winners. I'm engaged in a frenzy of mass self-destruction and I feed upon your famine to fuel my corruption. I'm wholesaling hatred and international incest to carnivorous hyenas in a global theft fest. I've mastered the arts of death our nation genocide those who turn on me commit national suicide
0: we going
2: You know, a lot of people think uh, Blackie was onto something there because those lyrics are kind of prophetic with what's going on these days with all the the NSA and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: And Blackie, you know, he, he's got a few songs out there that are kind of, you know, I don't. What's the word? Uh, damn it. Prophetic. Not prophetic. Um. Pathetic. I'm no, not pathetic. It's uh,
3: we. <laughs> Shit!
2: This is good pod.
1: Man, I just totally never mind. I just what, lost what, my train does it, of thought. What does it mean? Um, you know, like uh, I don't want to say rally against the government or uh, it's galvanizing. Uh, no, not galvanizing. Um, I'm using big words. Pro- like gymnasium. Protestful or for? Pro- I don't know. Kind of like hippie songs, you know? They're protesting the war, you know, like back in the '60s. Oh, okay. You know, but like that today. Yeah. Like Megadeth does.
2: Oh yeah. Oh. That's a whole can of worms alone. They're right. in all of his, Political, his maybe. His,
1: yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of is like political protest songs. Okay. Yeah. So I you don't, can just edit out that whole middle piece and just no. pick up where I said political protest songs. <laughs> not staying.
2: I don't go to a psychic. I go to Blackie Lawless to know right. what's going to happen in the future. Sure, I trust that guy. Yeah, he's our leader. <laughs> <laughs> he is our leader. <laughs> Him and Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden's <laughs> in charge of the national anthem. Blackie Lawless he's is uh, sec- our secretary else. of state, Blackie Lawless. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> What have you got
1: next? <laughs> nice. I got a couple more candidates here I'd like to introduce you to. Uh, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Peter Chris, and Bob Bob Kulick. Kulick. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, came off of 1977's Alive 2, talking about KISS with All-American Man. Did you know that when uh, Bob Kulick worked for Paul Stanley and KISS, he actually uh, he uh, looked more to Dick Wagner's playing as a guideline to what he wanted to do really? than he did Ace Frilly, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I always got the impression Bob was not the
2: biggest fan of Ace Frehley.
1: I'm sure not. I mean, in that instance, he probably thought, "Here's the asshole that got the job got, I should have got," right. And now look at him screwing it up. Well, you know? and
2: I and I have to give Bob his credit because I love the stuff he's done with the band.
1: Yeah, this is a good testament to that one right here. Crank it up. It's Independence Day in America. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, and this is Kiss with All American Man. Yeah!
2: Primer to uh, get ready for next month's I'm so excited. festivities, Kiss with All-American Man. So excited. And by the way, folks, we're not just doing episodes on Kiss. We're doing the whole website is going to be Kiss stuff the whole month long. So if you don't like Kiss, we'll see you in August. We'll see you in August. <laughs> sorry, if, if, or if you don't, you want to give it a chance. We'll make it as entertaining as we possibly can.
1: Yeah, because we did it last year in July, and even you know we got response from people that weren't really even big Kiss but fans still that it. you know really liked it, and even some were converted.
2: So and we're you know, trying we've done our to. Job. Uh, Finalize some interviews, but scheduling interviews has been difficult. It's tough, if you they, know. Uh, if they work out, they're going to be really cool. M- if not, musicians we'll, we'll and people in,
1: in the entertainment industry are—they have weird schedules, so it's hard to pin down sometimes. Yeah. You know? that's always been the issue. I think where it's like. We talk to somebody and say, "Hey, we want to interview you," and they say, "Well, when do you want to do it?" And be like, "Right now," and they'd be like, "Okay." Would you say, "Oh, we want to do it on the 17th, They'd be like, mm, "Well, uh, I'll let you know." Yeah, you know, and then you don't really hear nothing sometimes.
2: We're doing our best, and we uh, we're hopefully going to deliver some really cool stuff too. Heck
1: yeah, we've got some great stuff lined up.
2: So, um, all right, I've got the next pick. Um, gonna go from All American Man mm-hmm. to uh, some All American Women. Oh, okay, good. Gonna do. I don't think we've ever done anything by the Runaways on this show, have we?
1: I don't believe so. I'd have to reference the database. And I'm not... And <laughs> but I don't you know, think so. I,
2: and I have. I still haven't seen the fictionalized uh, or, or the dramatic version of the movie that was made um, about them. It's but pretty cool. Have you seen it? Yeah.
1: They kind, of, they kind of paint Lita Ford as being a bitch.
2: Yeah, and I, I've heard really her really in an interview say it. like I haven't seen it and I was like well then it must not give her portray her well I heard it's more yeah. it's more of Jones story. Right. But uh, if you really want to see a good documentary about the runaways there's a movie called Edge Play that yeah. was made about them and it's pretty fascinating stuff. I've been meaning to watch that. There is a lot of boy there was a lot of drama with these girls and especially with Kim Fowley, their manager. Yeah. Boy, he's an odd, odd he's character. a strange dude. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he talented and probably mm-hmm. a genius, but boy, not easy to work with apparently. Um, Eccentric, but he got them their 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 start. You know, a few of them have gone on to big success after that. But uh, but yeah, here's the Runaways doing a song uh, from back in the day about all about America. This is the Runaways with American Nights.
0: Contemplating the mysteries of the universe? Like, what were Metallica and Lou Reed smoking? This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. The only podcast that goes to 11. These go to 11. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. All right, we're back this week celebrating
1: Independence Day in America right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. And we're coming close to an end, but we've got time for a few more rocking American songs.
2: Yeah, and then we're going to go run out into the backyard and start shooting off Roman candles and stuff.
1: Heck yeah, drinking beer and... Shooting off fireworks. The neighbor's
2: going to be like, what the hell are they doing? They're like a week early. What happened to your thumb? Where did all this blood come from? (laughs) Nothing good ever started with, hold my beer and watch this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, since we're celebrating America this week, I thought we'd talk about, like, you know, our, our greatest exports from the country, you know, and I think our greatest export is our bands, our rock bands, because what happens is there's all these great rock bands in America but then they go over to all the concerts overseas. So we're exporting right. music. You know, we get stuff from other countries, you know, cars and mm-hmm. toothbrushes and stuff like that. But we export Chinese our bands. Food. Yeah, Chinese food comes all the, the way from China. The best Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> Italian food. Right. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. So, you know, we export bands. But it's okay. You know, for all the bands, for for all the Ugly Kid Joes and, and <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age and, and even Kiss, you know, that seems to play more shows overseas and in other countries nowadays than they do here in the States. Right. You know, for every one of those bands, it's okay. Because many years ago, we traded for Lemmy.
2: Exactly. <laughs> we ch-
1: we <laughs> traded for Lemmy. So you guys can pretty much have whoever you want. But we're keeping Lemmy.
2: Yeah.
1: And Lemmy doesn't want to leave us either. And here's testament to that. From 1987 off the rock and roll album, this is Motorhead with Stone Death in the USA. (laughs)
5: Cross the ocean on a silver bird Flying into another world Flying down the Pacific coast, flying up in a silver ghost, love to be back in Los Angeles. LAX, what a sight to see. Stonebug swimming, crazy days. Day loving at the Rainbow Bay. Stone Death in the USA, Stone Death in the USA. to New York City Justice crazy ain't so pretty People running like crazy fools Know you got to break the rules You can have yourself a real good time You can have yourself a life of crime Hit the limelight, make my day Get me back to JFK So Deb in the USA don't give in the USA Virginia fell in love, Detroit where the bad boys are, see Chicago make you a star, Austin, Cleveland and Buffalo. Another shake, another show. Shake your ass, San Francisco Bay. hate to leave I wanna stay. Stone live in the USA. Stone give in the USA
2: Lemmy with stone deaf in the USA. We're keeping him. Hopefully, he'll be around a lot longer. He just had an open heart surgery. Yeah, about, yeah, a few days ago. Uh, but I guess he's already back up on his feet and playing again, though. They like put a defibrillator awesome. in his in his heart. It take a lot. You more think than lemmy's got You think Lemmy's going to slow down?
1: No. No. <laughs> I, I mean, guarantee he just, he
2: just got everything taken
1: care of. Now he's ready to go back and party like he was twenty nine. He again.
2: probably went straight to the rainbow and did about eight shots of whiskey after he got done. Of course he did. I don't, Lemmy's not going to change. I, I can't I wait, wait to happen. go
1: to California and hang out with Lemmy at the Rainbow. I, I hope just he's can't in wait. town when he get there. Me too. We got to check. Motorhead's I'm not leaving the Rainbow till he shows up.
2: <laughs> I'm going to be reading reports online. <laughs> Crazed man gets thrown out of, gets right. arrested, but not refuses to leave the Rainbow. Not till I see Lemmy. But Surrey's in Germany playing a concert. I don't give a shit. I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> Dress somebody up like Lemmy and get him down here. Right. All right. So uh, we got one more to play, and uh, it's almost Christmas. It's Christmas Eve, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm uh, gonna play another shock rocker that. Uh, well, Kiss owes a lot too.
1: Yeah. For sure.
2: And we talked about doing a Fourth of July show last year, but we've got, and then we got knee deep and kissed stuff in July, and we're like, well, we can't do a Fourth of July show. That's why we right. thought I had to do it this year early. Mm-hmm. And last year, when we talked about this, one song particularly came up in my head immediately. And it's this song by Alice Cooper from the Dada album. This song has some of the most genius lyrics ever written, in my opinion. And Alice is great at having a sense of humor and being entertaining at the same time. So, off the much-talked-about Dada album, even though Alice doesn't remember it, this is him doing I Love America, and we'll see you next week for Christmas. See
0: ya. I love that mountain with those four big heads. I love to slapped on Wonder Bread. I love a comedy if it is good and dead. Chucky Fry, Finger, Leg, and Good. Hey there. This is A.D. Cooper from Cooper's Carnival of Clean and Classic Cars. It's our 4th of July sale here at Cooper's Carnival of Clean and Classic Cars at the corner of Collins and I got a lot more of the finest, the cars one can buy at the prices even you can afford. So come on down and say hello to me and Granny and bring the kids to meet my stand. I say bye. Granny says bye. And the snake says. I love General Patton in World War II. I can and in my crazy glue. I love the team and want it too.